Welcome to the Hypnosis NGH Podcast. This podcast series offers a fun and serious look at hypnosis and offers various ideas, discuss case studies, along with NGH educational opportunities. Hello, and welcome to the Hypnosis NGH Podcast. I'm Jeremy Bashan, Executive Director with the National Guild of Hypnotists. Today, we're going to go over some insights to the presentations being held at the uh, Solid Gold Weekend, February 24th and 25th in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, today, we have on board Tom Nicoli, who is NGH Board Certified, Certified Instructor, Order of Braid Recipient, author, and international speaker. Uh, welcome, Tom Nicoli. Well, thanks for having me, Jay. It's always good to be around and share some information with you guys. Awesome. So, Tom, this year uh, you'll be presenting at the Solid Gold Weekend. You're going to be teaching three easy things to implement immediately for practice building. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, about your presentation and, and uh, you know, I, I really like these implement immediately. Yeah. It's uh is really key for for uh attendees to take away with. Well, sometimes we use words as enticement and um to lead in, but it's literal. You know, people could be sitting there listening to me, and while they're listening, there's at least one that they can change then in real time, because it, it will be a change in here. And the others that I'm going to talk about, they could actually be developing that weekend while they're there in Vegas. When they have some time, they could actually go to the room and start putting together some of the stuff I'm going to be sharing as well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much we want to release because you got to be there in order to hear this, you know. And you really want to. And I'll, but I'll give you one teaser. Before I or I was transitioning, I never left one thing and started another. I would do what I was doing and then start something else and just work more hours during the day to transition. So I used to be a full mouth reconstruction dental technician. Uh, I've even made a bunch of teeth in my mouth. And one of the things I'm going to be sharing, I found in a magazine called Dentistry Update. You know, it's a trade magazine. And I remember being in a lab in Lexington, Mass, when I was working in a lab there. and the cover had uh, the name of this article that was the main article in the magazine that month. And it was the gold is in your files. So I'm going to share how people are overlooking what's probably immediately at their fingertips and to use what's available that they're not in a way to actually increase business in a much more comfortable way. Now, that word right there just stuck. Like, as I speak, sometimes things pop, you know, Jay, because I don't think like checkers. I think like chess. So if a word comes out or I hear something, I'm thinking, how does this affect it three, four, five steps down the road, right? So the word business. One of the worst, I don't know, things that seems to happen in the holistic world, no matter what modality you work within, is people cringe when you bring up the word business. But as John Rice once said, it was on one of my calls with Elsa Eldridge, me being interviewed for uh, the annual convention in Mount 
Baroness. We talked about um, program development and fees and things like this. And Don Rice piped in. He goes, I don't have a question. I just want to say something. Hey, everybody, if you're not making money, it's not a business. It's a hobby. So this is the part that we really need to start shifting people into, that if you're a professional, that means you get paid. And if you're in business, uh, all right, I'll share it this way. Henry Leo Bolduck, what a wonderful gentleman, yeah. wonderful man. And we were uh, at the bar one time at the convention, and I asked him, I said, Henry, what do you think about people making a lot of money at what we do? He goes, I don't know, Tom, it seems kind of simple to me. If you're making a lot of money, you're helping more people. And that's the key, right? And that should be the focus, folks. Help people do good work. And you're going to make some money. And if you're not making money, then how the hell can you go out and help people and do what you have a passion to do and got certified to do and went through the process? And now you are able to go out there and you hold yourself back. So that's uh, something that has to change. You know, it's kind of like people always say, no, the root of evil is money. No, the root of evil is the love of money, which means greed. So as long as you're not being greedy and stingy, make all the money in the world, because then you can do some wonderful things. I mean, how can I be so charitable? As we were talking before we started, how can I give away guitars that I own or donate to food banks and write checks if I'm not making you know money and having a thriving business. So to me, the more I make, the more I can do with it, the more I can share. So we're gonna talk so about true. that, you know. So true. Yeah. You know, they um with with that type of of uh program are you talking about working with past clients? Um, you know, you, the the gold in your what's file. Your, what's your warm market? People who already know you, right? So if people already know you, they've already worked with you, they're already comfortable with hypnosis because even when people come in to see us, they still might be a little skittish. They're not sure, but man, they need relief. They need something, right? So it's an overlooked gold mine. The, the gold is in your files and it's astonishing. I have a, a lot of email lists, right? Some of them have been developed 15 years ago. And I'll send out an email campaign, and these people, some of them may not even seen an email from me because not everyone opens their email, by the way. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it used to be huge. But let's say right now like, there's 12,000 people on a combination of these small little lists, you know, not uh, my bigger list. But I know I've got about 12,000 people on like 11 email lists. They were for different programs I had, different digital products I had maybe a lead magnet they opted in for. I'll do an email campaign and always like, you know, shaking something and just getting what you can out of it, like a toaster. I'm shaking the toaster. There's still more crumbs in there. And it's astonishing how if it's crafted correctly, I mean, there's, there's a whole, like everything we do could be a college uh, course, you know, marketing, email marketing, and then social media marketing, and then crafting language and all of it. But when it's done properly, you send out email to people that already worked with you and you're going to have a higher percentage of people who come back to you. Sure. A lot of, a lot of uh, referrals come from good work. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is like the, that saying, if you do good work, 
who are people going to tell? Everybody. If you do it, who are they going to tell? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Matter of fact, this morning, I got a, a call and a voicemail from a gentleman back in Massachusetts because uh, a woman, I think she's an NGH woman, um, referred me. And I haven't heard her name in maybe seven years. Yep. Yep. They remember. They yeah. do. Absolutely. Now, what what is the drive for you when it comes to hypnosis that you hope others will see and hopefully feel as well? Ask me that in a different way, unless you're on the clarity of that. Well, um, I guess you, what 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 is the your motivating drive for? I obviously doing good work and. Oh, my motivation and the reason to keep doing what I do? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, first, <clears throat> back in 1999, when I was um, looking to get some, you know, hypnosis, actually just, I don't like the word training, but training, you know, to learn this process. <clears throat> because I was using it as a mental exercise I read about in a marketing book, and then I learned that it was hypnosis. So it was having an effect on me. And I was like, what the hell is this? So I poked around online. This is back in 1999. And I did find some information. I was like, that is hypnosis. So as an entertainer, I've been on a stage since I've been 10. I thought, that stage hypnosis stuff looks great. But when I went to talk to Al Litchfield, who was uh, in Everett, which is four miles out of Boston, which was where I was living at the time. And remember, no uh, cell phones. I don't know. Yeah, we had beepers then, right? But I didn't have a beeper. And I said to my wife at the time when I was still married, I'll be back in about 20 minutes. Now, when you left the house, nobody knew what the hell was going on. They couldn't get a hold of you. Two and a half hours later, I came back. She's freaking out. I walked in. And I, and I had a profession at the time. I was working professional, making really good money. And I just said, well, I'm going to be a hypnotherapist. Because when I talked to him about stage hypnosis, he said, I could teach you that. But... There's another aspect of this work. And I'm telling you, it was almost like I could see the light bulb over my head. I said, I'm in. So for some reason or reasons, um, naturally, intuitively, whatever, just connected to it. So when I say the word passion, it's just something that I was just meant to do, it seems. So my motivation is such where I know in my 24-year career, and I mean, I don't know how many thousands of clients that what I do and how I do what I do actually truly can help anyone who is um, in, intentional. You know, they're not here saying, well, fix me. You know, somebody who has a true desire to make a change. Well, one, it would be a disservice for me not to do that. And in my belief system, I believe I'm supposed to. You know, this is my responsibility. But also, what is more rewarding than sitting and <clears throat> being able to talk to somebody and just have their life change in some way? And they even say, did anyone ever say thank you for saving my life or thank you for changing my life? My answer always is, yeah, I've heard that, but I didn't. You're the car and you're the driver. I'm the GPS. So I guided you into this place that you didn't know how to get to, but you do all the work. But it's, it's a combination of the two. What other career, job, 
whatever you want to call it, could you have, have this kind of impact? And to do it comfortably, even now in this day and age, the way we're doing this right now, like when I moved four years ago out of New Hampshire and I had an office in Mass and New Hampshire, I didn't open up an office when I moved out here to Ohio. It's, there's no reason to, and there's nothing lost if you're not working in physical proximity. There's many, many, many benefits by doing this work this way. So my, my attitude is such where it's almost like me playing the guitar, which I've been doing for 54 years. It's almost like I have to. Like not doing it, there's something missing. So, I, I, I mean, just think about this. We're blessed. We're in a situation where we can interact with people to increase more health and happiness and more quality of living, which then it affects other people in a positive way. So it's not just this person we're actually influencing. And to get paid handsomely to do it. Are you kidding me? With no heavy lifting. Right. Man, when I wake up, I don't look at my schedule Though I don't work like I used to. Remember those 105 hours a week? No, 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 no. And I'll think, I get to talk to this person today, not, oh, I have to do this session. If you ever feel like that, folks, look in the mirror and stop revamping while you're doing what you're doing. Not, a, I have to do this. I get to do this. Right. So that's why I do it, man. I mean, I can't imagine hearing about something or somebody calling me and me going, Nah, like somebody once said to me, all right, so let's use this stupid uh, situation that people talk about. If you hit the lottery, though I kind of did in life, <laughs> but if you hit the lottery, would you still do this work? Yeah, I'd be even more selective than I am because I've become very selective. But yeah, why wouldn't I? Right, would it's something you love to do. Yeah. Yep. Gosh. This it is, is such a rewarding profession as well. Yeah, this is not a sure, it's not a task. And I, I use that word a lot in uh, promotion and advertising. Mar I don't advertise marketing and whatever about, you know, certification course, which actually I'm in the process of teaching right now. In a rewarding career. Yep. Fulfilling, rewarding. I mean, come on. How many people can go home or finish their day and go, man, that was great. That's true. When you when you help somebody make that change that they've wanted to make, oh. but they've been stuck, it it's so cool to see them, yeah, you know, just release and yeah. accept the change and and yep. uh, grow. And it's like wow, you know. And and they uh, a lot of uh, people that I've worked with and with sports. You know, they're just like, thank you. It's it's a totally different mindset than what I mm -hmm. had before. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I it, no more defeats there. It's all confidence. Go, go, go. Right. And uh, just to see that within somebody is very cool to do, to be like, yeah, I was part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, tell us tell us a little, little bit something about you that, uh, you know, our, our – listeners may not know of tom nicoli i mean uh, we know you you play guitar I don't say those <laughs> uh your passion of uh playing music um yeah. we've seen you jam live at the ngh convention for many years and uh just uh you know tell us a little bit more about tom nicoli besides the hypnosis well well <clears throat> the music thing has always been 
As a matter of fact, I, I still have it. When I woke up when I was 10 years old for Christmas, there was a guitar under the tree. I didn't ask for it, but it was, again, it was one of those things that was just innate. I took to it like a fish in water, man. Once I, I started playing that thing, I played it almost just about every single day. I even took it hunting with me when I was 16 on a rifle over here and a, and a guitar here. It was the only time I ever went, went hunting, and it was uh, just a, a camping experience is what it became. So it's been pretty much like uh, synonymous with me, you know. Along the way, in my young 20s, I did the album. I recorded a rig original rock, you know, with a band. And you can go on YouTube and type in Tom Nicoli, Armed Forces. That was the name of the band, Armed okay. Forces Military. Type that in YouTube, and you can see a couple of clips of the album and a couple of songs off of it. Cool. So that's been something I've done, I mean, always. And I run the gamut where I play solo gigs, and I've been in, the you know, the heavy-duty band stuff. And everything in between <clears throat> so that pretty much preoccupies a whole lot of my time um most of the things i do are creative you know it's dancing cooking uh writing all that kind of stuff uh i'm not the guy that's sticking his hands in an engine or uh, a skill <laughs> saw <laughs> that's not happening <laughs> and i just um i love being uh, having fun and just being kind and generous and helpful. Like, I remember my ex used to say every now and then, like, what is it with you about this $100 million? I said, show, one day I'm going to have $100 million. I said, because there are people who do that, and that money doesn't help anything. I said, imagine the businesses I could start, the jobs we could offer with daycare and great benefits and we could set up our own food pantries. I said, that's what I'm talking about. To be able to be such an influence, to leave such a footprint that people are like, oh, man, what he did was amazing. You know what I mean? So that, that's pretty much you know, how I look at everything. And I guess it's been a – it's part of it is natural for sure, my, my character and personality. And that's been developed and nurtured along the way where – I am always just comfortable, positive. Uh, when negativity happens, I reframe right out of it. And I just know that it's not so much negative. It's just a different experience I'm having that I guess I'm supposed to have to find out what value can I pull out of this experience? Like even the crap I've been through, what's the value? What can I pull out of this? You know? So that's pretty much my whole attitude about everything. Awesome. Well, yeah. we're really looking forward to uh solid goal weekend. Um, you know we have a we have a lineup of amazing presenters. Uh, I think you you said before if if you weren't speaking at this year's yeah. solid, you you definitely attend because of the uh, the topics and speakers that are being offered. You mm -hmm. know we we uh, it's it's a big difference solid gold compared to the NGH convention. Um, I wish the people I'll say from the West Coast or the people that go to the solid gold and have never been to Marlboro would open their minds a little bit or listen a little more and realize how much they're actually missing. It's almost like the solid gold is a really nice appetizer. But the convention is two entrees, two desserts, and bottomless uh, drinks. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, Endless buffet. Yeah. Of <laughs> it, it, it's it's this. 
you know, it's it's uh, solid gold on incredible steroids, right? So, folks, if you go to the solid gold and you haven't been to uh, the convention in August, at least try it once. As a matter of fact, ready? I was killing it. You know, I had been on local radio and I was doing session work and and then uh, one thing leads to another and I'm transitioning from being a dental technician into doing this as a full-time career, which happened very quickly. So I didn't go to the convention. You know, I, I just didn't go. Then Dateline happened and the NGH realized, that guy's an NGH member? We don't know who the hell he is. Okay. <laughs> So Elson Eldridge called me. I'm doing those 15 sessions a day, seven days a week. And I would just eat a banana in the driveway while people were filling out their intake form. I'd step outside the building because it was a tiny little building and my office was eight feet by eight feet. It was a storage closet. So folks, you don't need a big, huge office and all this fancy schmancy. You, you could do this work pretty minimally. So he said, you're going to the convention this year. I said, I don't go. He said, well, actually, I went once. It was Tommy V and Jerry Valley's uh, one-day post-convention class at Nashua. So I went and took that. I didn't realize. So he says, well, we'd like to give you an award. So like a bass chasing a shiny lure, I said, I'm in. <laughs> Little did I know. I was like, God damn. There's a lot of stuff going on here, man. And what I like is I've become one of the guys, like I used to watch Will Horton's video cassettes and Jerry Kind's video cassettes that I became one of these guys. And it's awesome. They became friends and, and uh, colleagues. And I said to Will once, I said, it's amazing how many bar napkins people go through as I'm talking. So the amount of information you learn between classes, just hanging out and talking, sitting having a sandwich at the table or, or whatever up there, you know, where people are, uh, Passed through all the time by those round tables. It's amazing how much information is shared and how many people will openly share. It's like I tell people, I'll tell you anything you want to know, even though I get paid to coach and consult, I'll, I'll tell you anything you want to know. So not to go is a disservice to yourself in your professional life. You know, I've, I've heard from some attendees that have basically just outright told me that attending the convention has been life-changing for them yeah, it can uh, be for sure. a solid gold weekend because of, they just didn't realize what was there and and how much like you said in between the classes and and mm -hmm. just uh chatting at the bars with some of the top people in our profession you know in the networking uh yeah. opportunities uh, is endless so it's it really is a, a cool thing to see people blossom from you know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen you've seen right from the start first time presenters to where they are now, what they are today, and it's it's neat for me to see the Solid Gold Weekend us bringing in new presenters who haven't done Solid Gold before, but it's because of the many years of them doing convention presentations, and uh, you know, we gain notice of of people who have great information to give and. Um, you know, you're, you're a veteran of our solid gold weekend. You've, you've spoken mm -hmm. there quite a few times, uh, in Las Vegas and, um, you know, we're, it's just a, it's a learning weekend, but it is such a good time and a great time to network with people. I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait to see you, uh, you know, in less than what a month away. 
You know, yeah. there are a lot of people in different parts of the world, in different parts of the States that I've become really friendly with, you know, you're meeting like-minded people. See, when we do what we do, there aren't many people we can talk about this, right? That's why there's cottage groups and stuff like that. But when you're around that many people who are like-minded, it is refreshing. It is. It is. It's a recharge, too. I mean, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. you get that renewed energy when you're around the like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Tom, it's been it's been awesome talking with you today. Uh, is there anything else you want to share about uh, about solid gold and uh, you know why? Well, why what people- I'll share about solid gold is one thing that immediately comes to mind is every time I am physically in the presence of colleagues, I have a very very significant consideration that I offer them all in my coaching program and. So that's one thing. The second thing is, if you're not there, you're not going to learn what we have to share, right? I mean, you have to be there. The other thing is, if you're not investing in your career, in yourself, which is the greatest investment you'll ever make in your life is yourself. Because, you know, you live within you. Everything that goes on in your life that makes you feel happy or, or any other emotion is what you're doing and how you feel about yourself. So invest in yourself, invest in your career, your business, your profession, and be serious about this. Be a real professional. You must be there at Solid Gold Weekend. We're going to have such a wonderful time. Thank you for your time today, Tom, and uh, we'll see everybody in a month. Excellent. See you all there. Thank you for listening to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. You're welcome to share your ideas for future podcasts by emailing us. NGH podcast at NGH.net.